the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. All hit radio. To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Good evening, one and all, and welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and for our TV shows that are broadcast on the Exxon TV channel exclusively on Simul TV. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all major um, social media networks, Exxon Radio TV. And for all the programming that we have available for you on the Exxon TV channel, just go to simultv.com. My guest this hour is Bill McGregor. He is in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we're going to be talking about Bible prophecies and UFOs this hour. So, Bill, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you for having me on, brother, Rob. Very good. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I understand that you uh, are a pastor, Yes, sir. I've been uh, pastoring uh, off and on for the last 35 years, uh, mostly here in the city of Toronto and mm-hmm. certain other places in Ontario. And uh, my dad's uh, also a, a pastor emeritus here. I kind of hold up his arms like uh, Moses had his arms held up by Aaron and her and uh, do, do the best I can in his tender old age of 89 to back him up a little bit. So, well, God bless him. But so, uh, yeah, that, that's. Yeah, he does pretty good. You get on, you get on any of our channels, you you'll, you'll get to see him preach. He preaches like he's twenty five. <laughs> he's eighty nine. That's pretty funny. Now, Bill, what so, was yeah, it? we have a lot of fun up here. We're at Trinity Baptist Church. We're in the corner of uh, St. Clair and Victoria Park in the city of Toronto, eleven seventy five Victoria Park, Trinity Baptist Church, Toronto dot com. That's where our church is. Want to find us? All righty. Now, tell me, what brought you into the ministry? Oh man, well, my dad was a pastor, so I kind of got a clue. Uh, you know, had here in the gospel every week preached at me. So I thought, man, I better join in or it's not cool. So then I went to Bible college and you know, a bunch of other mentor mentorship experiences and mm-hmm. became a church planter. We're independent fundamental Baptist church uh, here in the city of Toronto. And that's kind of, uh, you know, I, I grew up with it, shall we say, Rob, and uh, just uh, came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal savior uh, at the age of seven. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and, uh, just, it was kind of smooth sailing straight on. out and just uh, decided to serve the Lord the best I could and study the scriptures. And uh, you know, I, I've been to Bible college, got a couple of a couple of degrees that are not much use, but I got them. And uh, and, uh, and I've also written a book that uh, is, is quite well known. It's called The Tuning Fork. I don't know if you're if that was part of your question, but uh, most people might know me uh, outside of Toronto for that uh, for that book. Okay. And that's uh, tuningfork.com. And uh, that, that book is actually a, a phenomenon that uh, it, it exposes a phenomenon in the Bible. And that is, we have a prophet in the Bible called Isaiah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want me to explain that quickly, but Isaiah is a miniature Bible, 66 chapters. All right. And the 66, 66 chapters of Isaiah line up with the 66 books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a miracle. That's what that book's about, for those of But a lot of people know me through that. They might know me through my YouTube channel, which, re- which recently got unplugged. We, uh, we got kicked out of YouTube. So How come? We have, some, we have a couple of startups and alternate media right now. Bill, why were you guys kicked off YouTube? 
<laughs> well, we preach. Uh, well, first of all, we have not uh, been very uh, compliant to the COVID uh, regulations here in Ontario. Why not? And, uh, we did Well, we we continued to have church services, uh-huh. uh, and uh, we we also have been preaching and explaining to people some of the lies that are a part of the COVID, uh, you know, propaganda. But Bill, as, but, but as a minister and as a church, aren't you supposed to follow the laws of the land? Well, first off, yeah, that's a great question, Rob, and it's off topic, but I'm happy they brought it up. Uh, first off, the, the COVID laws that you are, of course, an Ontario dweller like myself, right. are not laws. They're, ma- they're mandates. Uh, okay. They never did go through Parliament. We have, we have a, a higher power in this country called a char- Charter, a Bill of Rights and the Constitution. Oh, come on. And that's, uh, that, that, that guarantees uh, freedom of worship, and there's no exemptions for that. Based well, there should the, be uh, when it comes pandemic. to— But when we're talking about a pandemic, don't you think that taking the attitude that it doesn't you know, apply to, to religion, that, that that's kind of really stretching, the, stretching that? Because when it comes to you know, keep maintaining the health of people and not spreading COVID, why wouldn't you just comply? Well, because first off, the, the Charter of Rights tells us uh, very clearly we have the freedom of worship, freedom of assembly, and so on. Right, but uh, it was so the, it, the, the it, mandates. The mandates don't breach that. Now, in, in reality, in reality, the fact is, for the first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, they said two weeks. They said two weeks to flatten the curve. We did take some measures, and then after that, we we realized that uh, the, the pandemic was largely uh, fabricated. Not whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! How can you say the pandemic was... Uh, no, no. Now, Bill, you open this by talking about COVID first. You open this can of worms. You open the no can of worms. What am I talking about? All right? What yep. gives you the right, no whether you're a church or not, to put yes. the rest of the population in danger? Okay, well, I mean, obviously, uh, churches, our church, for example, has stayed open throughout the entire pandemic without uh, any regard for the mandates. Uh-huh. And uh, we haven't had one case. All the, all, all the churches that I know have stayed open and have operated, many, many, many of them have. Yeah. I've had no cases, no, no uh-huh. contact tracing problems. The, the, uh, in fact, the, the CDC came out with the numbers at the end of the year, as they always do, on the total number of deaths. I mean, I, mean, I, could, I could go into this ad infinitum if you want, but mm-hmm. basically the CDC announced at the end of the year their annual death rate. Uh, and the, and the, death, the total number of deaths 2019 to 2020, year over year, had not increased. There was no increase. And the, the total number of flu deaths had dropped 97%. So obviously, you know, after two weeks to, to flatten the curve, we said, look, we, we, we're not going to suspend church for a year, so you as, did. As, as they apparently. So we, we started having church again, and uh, we, we, have, uh, we, have, we have been proven right, apparently. I mean, time, history has actually shown that we were right. Well, I don't agree with you. I think you did the wrong thing. That's okay. I'm a law-abiding, right, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'm a former cop. And when the government yeah, says well, you do something, yeah. you do something. And if you don't, I'm sorry. You know, I... I yeah, no, well, the, well, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms is the ultimate law of the land. It is, the it is, it, it is. Well, wait a second, hold on here. Oh, but, the, yeah. but the Freedom yeah. Act, the government can, if you read it carefully, circumvent any part of that act. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> in the interest of yeah. public safety. It was the government, yeah, well, the, well, sitting, the, yeah. the sitting government... Mm-hmm. who decided to do what they did. And you know what? I'm glad. I'm really glad. And I'm going to put everything I can behind Prime Minister Trudeau because I think he did a fantastic job. Well, you're, you're, you're in a minority. No, sir, I'm not. Are, are studied. No, no, sir, I'm not in a minority. Okay, no problem. Well, most of the people that study the topic are, are, are not of that opinion. But well, hey, you know, hey. we're not against people being COVID uh, compliant. I mean, we're just... We just uh, have the scriptures to deal with, and the well, the you know what? The, the land, scriptures were written by men, not God. No, that's, that's another argument you can no, have. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! The point there is that, is that the, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and the Bill of oh, Rights of Canada have God as supreme, and then the Charter is supreme, and the Charter. I'm looking at it right now and mm-hmm. reading it. Well, what, uh, regards, but what about what about uh, the, know, the freedom of worship, freedom of assembly? What about the other? What, what about that, the other religious? What, are, for, for what about months. the other religious? Uh, uh, wait a second, Bill. Huh? Bill, you're not in your yep. pulpit right now. You're on my show. Yeah, well, you asked me a question, so I'm trying to answer. All right. Yep. Okay. There are other religions mm. in Canada besides Christianity that don't acknowledge God. Do not acknowledge the Bible. Of course, yeah, that's, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you know, I I yep. believe I believe that everyone has the right to believe in what they want, but I also believe that when sure. the law is set, whether it's provincial, municipal, federal, or regional, 
those people within that jurisdiction, if they do not comply, are breaking the law. Well, they're making mandates. Those laws never went to Parliament. So those are mandates that were emergency orders, and they have those emergency orders have been have been uh, have been in place. All right. For, let's let's now, talk about something. Months. Let's so, talk about something the, else the because. Yeah, Let's the law talk of the about land is the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and that that is the law of the Bill, land. That's the higher power. Hello. So let's try anyway, this again. It's, it's interesting. Let's try this again. I don't agree with you. Okay. You did what you did. No problem. Let's move on. How do UFOs? Okay. How do UFOs <laughs> fall into you into Christianity? Say, I'm sorry. Uh, say that again. I, I missed that. All right. How do UFOs fall into the Bible? Because you're talking about UFOs. UFOs. Okay, well, we believe that the UFO phenomenon is mentioned in the Bible. We believe Where? that. Uh, and, and so uh, I think that's the topic at hand, and I'm happy to, okay. to go there. If that's, if that's what you want to do. Um, of course, I think the news headline that might have your listeners' curiosity mm-hmm. peaked is, is the, is the uh, UFO disclosure. Oh, yeah. That, oh, uh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. The report that came out on June the 25th, that was a big flop. It was a nothing burger, yeah. You know, it was, it was there was a lot of uh, hype building up towards it. Yeah. People were anticipating what it, what it might be. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll confess that I even surrendered a few possible theories as mm-hmm. to what I thought they might pr- try to foist on the public. Right. Uh, but so yeah, it turned it turned out that they just said, "Here's everything we know," and yeah, we don't we don't know what it is. It was that's mm-hmm. kind of all it turned out to be. Yeah. So it's still yeah. a big question mark, right? So, um, uh, but but obviously, what what is established, uh, Rob, mm-hmm. uh, and clear. Is that there is there are aerial phenomena mm-hmm. uh, that that are that defy all of the uh, currently known uh, laws of uh, dynamics uh, regarding flight and navigation, and uh, that's uh, very clearly and obviously seen in in the video footage that they have uh, you know officially uh, released. Those those videos were available before that by by means of leakers, but uh, that, that's. There's no doubt about it that there, there definitely are these aerial phenomena, and it, obviously that verifies a lot of the a lot of the, um, the the discussion that folks like you and some of your listeners and myself have had mm-hmm. about the possibility of UFOs and what they could be and all the all of the theories that have floated around. But uh, you know, we 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 believe and can show from Scripture, as as is your question, what what the Bible has to say about it, and and what we can expect uh, to come forth of of that whole uh, that whole phenomenon. Uh, we we have uh, some pretty clear scripture on that that I think your listeners might find uh, fascinating. It, it's a little complicated, so I, I appreciate the fact that you give me an hour to do that, uh, and then we we'll, we'll do our best to to, to do a clear, as clear an explanation on on how UFOs are in the Bible and how that their dovetails with what's mm-hmm. going on. All right, now uh, hold on here, hold on here, hold on here, because I would just like to remind our listeners what the report actually says. When we're talking yeah. about UAP probability lack a single explanation, airborne clutter. Uh, the uh, let's see, these objects include birds, balloons, recreational unmanned aerial vehicles, or airborne debris like plastic bags that muddle a scene and affect the operator's ability to identify true targets such as enemy aircraft. Then another, uh, let's see, natural atmospheric phenomena. Natural atmospheric phenomena includes ice crystals, moisture, uh, the thermal fluctuations that uh, register on... Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, yeah. All right, it's kind of hard to hear, you know, with another conversation going on. Uh, USG or industry development programs, some UAP observations uh, could attribute... attributable to deployment and development programs by U.S. entities. Uh, We Mm -hmm. were unable to confirm, however, that these systems accounted for any of the UAP reports which were collected, which makes common sense if it's top secret on a need-to-know basis. They couldn't. Uh, Foreign advisory uh, adversary systems. Some UAP technologies may be deployed by China, Russia, other nation, uh, or non-governmental entity. And then it goes into other. Uh, not not one place is there mention of extraterrestrial or alien in that entire report. Yeah. Right now, of course, it is, it's over a two hundred page document. You've read some of it there. It, it, they do they do mention it as a possibility. They just, that's all they that's, that's all they can say that, right now. Yeah, but that word that word that word extraterrestrial or alien was yeah. never used in the entire report. Uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember seeing where they actually referred to it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 
from what I can recall on that topic, like I said, I, I, we were talking about uh, Bill, it stand, we were, Bill, you know, Bill, stand by. We've got to take our break. Exxon Nation, this is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Whatever you don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Fort Erie, Ontario, Canada. Check us out online at www.exxonradiotv.com. And for all the shows that are available to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. Bill McGregor is our guest. Uh, he is a pastor in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And for more information about uh, Bill, you can visit his website, well, there's two websites. Uh, one website is for the book he's written. That website is thetuningfork.com. And for his church and ministry that is located in Toronto, Trinity, Trinity Baptist Church Toronto.com. That's Trinity Baptist Church Toronto.com. All right, Bill, let's talk about UFOs. Uh, like I said, uh, based on the report that was uh, submitted to uh, the United States government on June the 25th, it was a big dud. Uh, uh, nobody, nobody that um, that was anticipating any of the proof that disclosure was any closer than it was, you know, the day before the report came in. You know, they they were disappointed. Yeah, most people that were anticipating yeah. were. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't disappointed because I, I didn't I didn't care either way. I mean, right. <laughs> but but uh, I think I think it was interesting that you know we were able to see what the official information is, and just mm-hmm. looking at it at face value, it's obvious that, that they don't know. They just don't know what those objects are. They're, they're in, indeed unidentified flying object. So in other words, there are UFOs <laughs> strictly by that definition. Yeah, you and see, the, no, the, I've the got videos a, are, Yeah, the vi- the videos from the uh, from the camera guns on the uh, Navy aircraft have been identified, but you know. Is it that they don't know what it is or that the public does not need to know what it is? Because if the public knows what it is, then any enemies to the United States and Canada would then also have the same knowledge. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the only possibilities that they're going to, you know, uh, publicly entertain is the possibility Mm -hmm. of of another country having the technology or if if it is indeed an aerial phenomenon beyond, beyond explanation. Obviously, the tic tac shaped yeah. object and those items that have that they've filmed, they are without they they remain without explanation. Oh no, no, they've been um, identified. They have been identified. The the one that's submerged under the water has been identified. Uh, I don't I don't know about the tic tac that uh, there is one footage that was found out to be an experimental aircraft that was launched by a U.S. Uh, a U.S. aircraft carrier. And in fact, we have that entire video footage on the Exxon TV channel. Uh, oh, fascinating! Yeah, you know, and and we yeah, know for we know I, we know for a fact. Too, yeah. we, we, well, I didn't know that they had. I didn't know they yeah. had given a, a plausible explanation for yeah. it. We also know, Bill, that China and Russia have been developing hyperspace speeds. You know, and hypersonic, hyperspace, not hypersonic. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. No, but hyper. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so we know that this is happening, and it's a black eye to the United States that Russia and China are more advanced in aircraft propulsion than they are. That, that's, you're right, and I, I think it looks good on them. Uh, they deserve that black eye. Well, I don't, I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't know if they deserve it, but, you know, it certainly has opened up a lot, of, uh, a lot of questions in the United States as to how come they're starting to lose air superiority. And I think that this is one of the reasons why 
the Navy is now taking over the investigation of UAPs, and the Air Force is kind of stepping back. That's uh, uncanny, I would say, but yeah. the Air Force, is, uh, you'd think we'd be the ones that are best equipped to. I, I would, you know, yeah. Um, well, like I, I, I confess to you, like I, I haven't read the whole you know, it's a couple hundred pages of, of, uh, of the, 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 the release. I just have heard some reports about what's in there. I've heard a summary of it. And uh, I don't really I wasn't I'm not really interested yeah. that much to read it because I, I don't it doesn't really affect what I believe about the situation, whether they say whatever they say. Is it, to me, it's not that relevant gotcha. as far as what we believe what, what the Bible says. But I, I believe that they're what, what's being viewed is is technology that, that 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 no nation in the world has been able to to, to really uh, execute yet. That's why that's why I believe about it. Okay, so I where do you have an explanation? Where where does this technology come from? God. Why would God need to have this? <laughs> why would God, why, That's the short answer. Why would God need this technology? That's a great question, Rob. What a great question. Well, so here, so we believe. Obviously, I'm, I'm a Bible-believing Christian, which mm-hmm. means we we believe that the Bible is the final, you know, source of yeah. faith and practice. And mm-hmm. and whenever the Bible touches on certain topics, yeah. unless it's being, yeah. unless it's specified as being figurative or per- parabolic, it is to be taken literally, like any like any document would be. Sure. So when when the Bible touches topics that that, that broach the, the topic of science and so on, we believe, we believe that it's accurate. And so when, when you're when you're dealing with the, the matter of UFOs, uh, where we believe that uh, uh, God created them with using using technology that, that man could learn and duplicate. Like there are a lot of things that the Bible that God did in the Bible that are absolutely miracles that man could never do, no matter how smart he gets. Like you know, walking on water, mm-hmm. or parting the Red Sea, or even the six days of creation. But but I, I believe that God in in creating this this uh, this vehicle, this flying vehicle, he he created it using technologies that, if man could see what he did, they could copy it. Uh, this this is what we believe the Bible teaches us about that very thing. And so I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you where the scriptures talk about uh, this this thing that God made. Uh, it's a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's in Ezekiel chapter one where we have the the highest resolution description. Now, here's how it works. When you're reading Bible prophecy, you're, you're, you're reading the, the writings of a man who lived, in, in Ezekiel's case, he lived uh, several hundred years B.C., and, and God showed him a, a vision of something and then said, now you write down what you're seeing. And so with the limited uh, uh, you know, lexicon to capture you know, high-tech equipment, mm-hmm. Ezekiel attempts to explain what he sees. And so it's, it behooves us then to, 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 to read Ezekiel's prophecy and, and try to figure out what he was seeing using the language that was available to him uh, as, as a, you know, an ancient uh, person. So in Ezekiel chapter 1, we, we see here that Ezekiel is, is shown a flying vehicle, and God shows it to him. So we're going to see a description of it in Ezekiel chapter 1, and I can read some highlights of it if, if you're no, if please, your yeah, would sure. like me to do so, uh, Rob. Yeah, sure. Uh, in Ezekiel chapter 1, so God's going to show Ezekiel this, this, this flying vehicle, and I'm reading the King James Version of the Bible. So here's what it says. Mm-hmm. I'll start at verse... Um, uh, <clears throat> okay, so I'll start at verse, I'll start at verse 15. Now, as I beheld the—no, sorry, I'll start at verse 5. Okay. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, and a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was upon it, and about the midst of thereof, of, as the color of, a, of amber, and out of the midst of the fire. So you see a fiery object with, with flames that are enfolding, something like a mushroom cloud, you might say, that's folding in on itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then out of this fiery uh, explosion or whatever it is he's seeing— he, just, he goes down to verse 15 and describes a vehicle that comes out of this fiery cloud. And he says here, Now as I beheld the living creatures, which we, if you read the previous verses, he, he's talking about the pilots that are, that are controlling these, these, uh, these vehicles. So these living creatures, behold, one wheel upon the earth by these living creatures, the pilots, with his four faces. So he's, he's now seeing a wheel that's on the earth. Now, obviously, if you're talking about a flying disc, then an ancient uh, prophet is going to call it, the best thing he can describe would be a wheel. 
Okay, so he goes on to describe this wheel in a little bit more detail. Um, and he says, in verse 16, the appearance of the wheels and their work was like unto the color of a barrel. In other words, polished. And they four had one likeness. So there's four of them. And their appearance and their work was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. So you've got a, some, some kind of a, a wheel disc that's laying right. on the earth that, ha- that has another, another wheel inside the outer wheel, like rings. And then he goes on in verse 18, and he says he calls them rings. Verse 17 says, when they went, when they flew, they went upon their four sides. So there's, 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 there's four sides that the, the, the living creatures had available to them in their joystick. And it says, and they turned not when they went. So they, in other words, they're flying, but they're not rotating when they fly. Uh, much like what some described the tic-tac-shaped object when it flew, whether you think that was a UFO or not. The point is, is that it was, it was always facing one direction, but it was navigating and turning on a dime. This is the kind of uh, technology that this, this vehicle we're seeing Ezekiel 1 has. It has the ability, ability to accelerate and, and decelerate on a dime and not rotate, at least not apparently. Verse 17 uh, tells us, verse 18 says, And as for their rings, they were so high, they were dreadful, and their rings were full of eyes round about them four. So there's four, this, this wheel has a wheel inside it. It's, it's like a ring, and it's full of eyes. Now, if you've seen a ball bearing, uh, then you've got a, a metal ring, and if you look inside it, it's full of ball bearings. Now, if you're, a, you know, like I say, a, an Old Testament prophet, you're seeing these little ball bearings. It, your, your eye is in a socket, and it's very much like a ball bearing held in a socket. So he's saying that these rings are full of eyes uh, that are inside the ring. So in other words, we're seeing what looks like a wheel that's comprised of rings that are carried by, by, by ball-bearing technology so that they're able to spin very quickly and create a gyroscope effect. And so this, this would be what we, what we see he's looking at here. And verse 19 says, And when the living creatures went, the wheels went by them. So the living creatures are these people that are controlling the flight of these flying discs with rings inside them that are carried by ball-bearing technology. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Whithersoever the spirit of the living creature was to go, they went. Thither was their spirit to go, and the wheels were lifted up over against them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. So in other words, these, these people that were, that were directing the, these flying wheels were doing so by, uh, by somehow uh, perhaps a joystick or by telepathy, they were able to control the flight of this flying wheel. And so that, that kind of is a, an intro to, to what, and there's more there, but I mean, basically you're looking at a flying disc that's got rings inside of the rings that, that is spinning very quickly and is able to do so because of rings that have got ball-bearing technology. Now, no doubt, these would be sealed rings, and then there'd be vacuums so that they'd be able to obviously uh, you know, spin even faster than they would without air resistance, right. much like a computer does. So we, we think that that is a biblical description, a fairly high-definition, ancient description of what is a flying disc using some kind of gyroscopic uh, technology to, to somehow suspend gravity and, and fly. Again, technology that, that man today hasn't quite figured out. We, obviously, I think the Nazis might have been flirting with it a little bit. If you, if you, if you know the, the report of uh, General Admiral Byrd when he, uh, when he had the expedition to mm-hmm. Antarctica, there is a, a fairly... Reliable account of. of uh, all right, Bill. Okay, let me ask. You, let me ask you this question: yeah, Why, sir. why then did God use angels instead of these UFOs in the Bible? Very good question, and that's that's the. That, so what we've seen is a, a fairly good description of them. Mm-hmm. Now you're asking me the, the quintessential question: Why did God make this thing? Why did He show it to Ezekiel? No, no. The the question was the question was, why did God whether it was the angel Gabriel or the other angels that visited his chosen people. Yes. Why did they, why did they not come down in this UFO? Why is it only Ezekiel who saw this UFO? Well, it, it may not have been. In fact, we, we would suggest, that, in fact, that it was not the only person. Uh, okay, just uh, Bill. Bill, I've got to take Bill. I've got to take my news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand sure. by. Exonation. Our guest is Pastor Bill McGregor from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. For more information about Bill's book, visit thetuningfork.com. And for his church, Trinity Baptist Church, Toronto.com. This is the Exon. I am Rob McConnell. Send me your email. Are you a skeptic or are you a believer? 
send it to exxon at exxonradiotv.com and i'll be back on the other side of this break with the news as we continue here in the exxon on the talkstar radio network mutual broadcast network simul radio and of course the exxon broadcast network don't go away just got back from Roswell where the aliens have been and if you ask the feds the cause well they'll only lie again now I'm hunted by the gumshoes and I'm wanted by the cops cause they think that I might be the guy making circles in the crops and I know that there's a conspiracy from the voices in my head Elvis lives, that's clear to me It's McCartney who is dead And if the Mars men should come again And take me, I will go I will take a trip on their rocket ship God bless the UFO Give JFK this message It's the Cuban army's fault and I know that Dave Koresh is alive inside a vault. We've seen reports in papers of a guy who knows about a car that runs on chewing gum, but the Arabs rubbed him out. And we loudly warn that America is badly unprepared. With the Cold War through, we need something new that can get you good and scared. You wonder just who warning you of conspiracies today. We're the ones who fill the rumor mill. We are the CIA. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about UFOs and Bible prophecy this hour. Our guest is Pastor Bill McGregor from Toronto, Ontario. Bill, um, before we went to the break, we were talking about uh, Ezekiel's wheel. And um, where else in the Bible is there references to mechanical craft sent by God or created by God? Yeah, uh, famously, uh, that's a good question. Uh, Elijah, uh, when he was uh, finished his earthly ministry, he was taken up in a chariot of fire, mm-hmm. as is described by his protege Elisha. And, and once again, you're talking about 800 years yeah. BC uh, vocabulary. So a guy getting swooped up off the ground in a chariot of fire. Mm-hmm. The only vehicle that he ever saw that was involved in any kind of technology would have been a chariot. Right. Fires, well, that would have been a, his best description as a, as a layman, <laughs> obviously. Uh, so that, that's one example, gotcha. another example. There is another one. There is another example where God himself describes the, the vehicle in use, although he doesn't describe the vehicle. He describes it in parabolic form, but we do see in this passage what God used it for. And uh, that's an important passage in Ezekiel, so that's uh, where, where we see God, God's purpose in making the vehicle, if that is your next question, if I'm to be so bold. Uh, my question is, uh, you were saying earlier before that you believed that these craft that are being um, exhibiting and being seen, uh, for example, like the craft in the famous um, video footage from the uh, naval aircraft uh, gun camera, was this the same craft that Ezekiel uh, was talking about? That's it could be because mm-hmm. there, there's two possibilities here. Okay. Because, like I said, it, it, it's technology that we believe that God put together using right. using using duplicatable sciences. Okay. Which, if we were if we had God's drawings, we could say, yeah, we could. We never thought of that. We could do that. That 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 is possible. Uh, just like the pyramids, I believe the, the pyramids in Giza were built by God uh, using technology that is extremely advanced. That if we would have our thinking caps on, we could figure out how to duplicate. Another topic, but so the UFOs are another example of that. So, so God created the UFOs, uh, and we see them showing up a couple times in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then, so what, what you're what you're asking me is, I think was was the question was why why did God use UFOs instead of angels? No, 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 no. That was the question yeah. in, the, in the last segment. The question yep. that I just asked you is, the 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 um, the video footage from the Navy 
that had oh, that yeah. Tic Tac. Is that the same vehicle that was talked about in the Bible? You'll forgive me for my memory lapse. That was the question. And I was going there. Sure. So there's two, poss- there's two possibilities. Mm-hmm. God made the masterpiece. Right. And then what happens is you've got, you've got demons, uh, Satan and his demons, that, that are able to see what God makes, as well as men being able to see it, obviously. Sure. Yeah. And so, so and, and obviously the, the devil and the demons have the advantage of seeing God's activities over millennia. And he, sure. they're able to, to, to obviously observe it. We're only yeah. able to see three, four, and ten. Uh, but you know, demons are able to observe over over millennia. Right. So I, I think that I think that man, in his limited ability to see and understand what those right. objects were, Satan and the demon, demons have had a longer time to to see the occasions where God showed those vehicles mm-hmm. and been been able to understand what they were and perhaps download, uh, you know, to be able to, to dissect what the thing is and how it works. So I think that possibly the dark forces of this universe have have at least come close to figuring out what that technology ah, is. I see. And, and, and just like Ra, who whispered in the ear of Pharaoh, mm-hmm. I believe that, that the, the, the Satan and his demons mm-hmm. have been trying to, to, to communicate to evil overlords of this world right. how they can make one too. Uh, I gotcha. think that it's possible. I'm thinking that it's possible. That, that the, the Nazis, mm-hmm. who were obviously in, into a lot of this uh, supernatural, uh, you know, uh, they, were, they were seance and you know, all the yeah. dark forces, they were into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's possible that they were in communication with the demons, and the demons were showing them the best they knew how these vehicles worked, so that the Nazis actually were trying to make something gotcha. uh, like it. But so, they're, they're, they were working off a faulty source. All right, so let, let, let me... Let me get a a more direct answer. The vehicle that we witnessed in the the, uh, naval aircraft gun camera, was that the same vehicle that Ezekiel and, and that has been described in the parts of the scripture that you read us from the Bible, I'm or, gonna guess that yes, it is the same vehicle. Uh, okay, if, but if I'm wrong, it, it could be the it could be Satan's copy, which is probably a fairly decent facsimile. Okay, so <laughs> let me ask you this: the reason I wanted to get that answer was because in the in the notation that you gave us about Elijah and the chariot of fire, we yes. talked about Ezekiel and there being a fire. And even if we go to Mount Sinai, where God passed down the Ten Commandments to Moses, you know, we could say that that was a spacecraft, right? Because uh, of the fire, the smoke. No, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, all, all right. All right. I've had, other, I've had other members of the clergy come on the show and tell me that this was an example. So I thought I'd use it. The, qu- the thing is, possible. the thing, the thing no, is, okay, I, the thing is, Bill, the thing is, the Tic Tac or any of the UFOs that have been reported never have any fire. No heat signature. So how come, if you're telling us that these UFOs that we were talking about were the same ones that were used in the Bible, how come the biblical uh, craft had fire and smoke? This craft has no heat signature. So how can it be the same one? Well, that's a good question. Uh, first off, the one in Ezekiel did not have a heat signature. It came out of a cloud of fire, but it didn't. It wasn't producing fire. It was moving. It was moving because of the spinning rings. Okay. It wasn't moving because it had a heat signature. That's the Ezekiel one. The one that one that, that Elijah said was a very passing chariot of fire. Now, now, look, it's possible. We don't know the technology, but it's possible that under normal navigational conditions, mm-hmm. the object is able to fly without a heat signature. But perhaps. When, it, when, when the rings are slowing down mm-hmm. and it has to dis, it has to descend without gyroscopic uh, you know whatever energy yeah. maybe it has to fire up the afterburners in order to land in or, on a normal landing uh, uh, scenario so, so we, we don't know if it uses if it uses a combination of, of, uh, of jet propulsion and uh, and gyroscopic technology or so it could be that you just the tic tac shaped object mm-hmm. or whatever as we're talking about that the Pentagon has seen it could be that that was that was the object using its technologies at that time 
that did not involve fire, but if it if it needed to slow down or perhaps go underwater mm-hmm. or perhaps go on land, it would change its propulsion technology to a different kind of propulsion. It's it's quite possible. In fact, likely, I would say. So how do we know this is really the truth and not some some fantasy or dream instead of reality when we're talking about Ezekiel's wheel as well as the chariot of the fire and, and for the, for you know for for the the entirety how do we know that anything in the bible really happened that it was just not a, an attempt to understand a world of which knowledge was very little yeah that's an apologetic that's an apologetic conversation that can happen you know, maybe more thoroughly at another time. I, I, I think, Rob, if you let me, at this particular point, we're just going to go with with the assumption that we believe the Bible is the Word of God, whether people do or not. We, that, that's that's something that we can discuss and prove, possibly, maybe more thoroughly in another conversation. But you're, I, I, I think that you're you're giving me the the benefit of the doubt here by temporarily at least assuming that if the Bible is true, mm-hmm. what does it actually say about that? And so, because that's, for the sake of time, right. I don't think there's going to be time to go into why we think the Bible is the Word of God and, and so on. I'd love to do that, and yeah. like I mentioned biting at the bit, but I th- I, maybe maybe that could be for another show, might I humbly suggest. But for now, uh, you're asking me uh, regarding... Well, I was just the, asking, the, 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 I, what I was doing was asking what, you know... You, you, it's it's a great story. I love it. I really do. Yeah, yeah. You know? I know. But is it fact or is it fiction? You believe it's fact because you're a believer. Yes, there are other yep. people. That's right. And I've had believers on the show who say there are certain parts of the Bible that make no sense because when we look at the Bible, it's the greatest storybook ever written. It's the greatest book ever written. You know, well, that's that's true. Even if you don't believe it's you know accurate, you right? It's it's a great guide. Serve. It's a great guide for people to live an honest, decent life by the Ten Commandments. Uh, the Ten yeah. Commandments, fantastic. You know, we need those, and I think that at a time in the in the evolution of this planet, as well as the growth of the population, the mm-hmm. Bible served its purpose. It really did, and in many cases, and in cases today, it is serving a purpose. But we also know that there are sketchy details that not only defy logic, but defy science. And if we're to take the the UFO or the Ezekiel wheel as science, mm-hmm. we have to we have to start asking serious questions, like one of the serious questions I asked earlier. Why angels instead of coming down in chariots, in, in the chariot of fire? There are so many questions that do not make sense unless you keep the biblical, uh, the Bible verses in a time when they were written. Sure. Well, you know, there, there's, a certain, there's a certain element where yeah, the, you have to read the Bible and understand it in in the times that mm-hmm. it was that it was when it was spoken right. and written that, that's that would certainly be the case yeah but uh what, what we're seeing in this example the way we're interpreting ezekiel is that he he's describing something that that was was an act of god using his you know his local language so what we do is if we believe the bible to be the word of god mm-hmm. then we will that, that if we do that then we're going to look at that description and try to understand how that might be uh, in using what we know more about technology today and see right. if, it, if it matches. And, and I think in this case, it certainly does. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's not the only place that does that. No, but you must admit, but, uh, you uh, must admit, Bill, that, you know, it depends on the personal, the person who's reading it as they perceive oh, sure. it. You know, if yeah, I... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, you have to believe the Bible is yeah. You know, believing the Bible will help a lot. If you believe the Bible is the Word of God, then you're gonna you're gonna be able to you know see things there that yeah. maybe others can't. Now, whether that's made up or not, that's another conversation, and that's just, that's not a simple conversation. It's a fun one, but <laughs> I think I, I, <laughs> one we can do sometimes. All right, sure. Bill, stand by. But, uh, you and I have to take our final yeah. break. Exonation, Nation. Our guest this hour <laughs> is Bill McGregor, and if you'd like to find out more about. Bill, visit his two websites. The first one is called thetuningfork.com. That is about his book. 
And for his ministry, visit TrinityBaptistChurchToronto.com. I'll be back on the other side of this hour, uh, the other side of this break with Bill McGregor as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Fort Erie, Ontario. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon AM, Rob McConnell. www.exxonradiotv.com is our radio show website. For all the programming available on the Exxon Broadcast Network, 724-365, www.xzbn.net, as well as on the Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and Simul TV and Simul Radio. Bill McGregor is our guest, www.thetuningfork.com and www.trinity.com. Baptist Church Toronto.com. Uh, Bill, how big is your congregation at your church? We are a new church plant, uh, my dad and I. So the church is uh, uh, burgeoning. We're running about 20, 25 at times. We have a, a storefront. Uh, mm-hmm. in a, we're in a plaza. It's not yeah. a big church, but uh, it's exciting. The new church getting started, so we're, we're, we're pretty excited about what's happening here. What church? Uh, how long has this church been uh, going for, Bill? Three years. And prior to that, where was your church? Uh, well, my dad uh, was is, has, has, and has started churches at various times in his history, and okay. I have as well. Wow! I've had church I've had, before this. I was pastoring uh, in Belleville, Ontario. I pastored uh, in Scarborough mm-hmm. for a number of years. Uh, it's a it's an ongoing uh, in in and out kind of thing. As the Lord provides you the opportunity to to open doors, you, you yeah. kind of run through them. Uh, that's a, it's a, that's the ministry. You have to take it for what it's worth and do what you can with what, what the Lord gives you. Do you find it? Uh, I do you find it um, harder to run a ministry these days with so many other religions being available to the public? Well, that's never been a that's not really a new problem. But uh, it's not it's not. We're just here to preach yeah. the gospel, and you know, if people listen, great. If they don't, that's you know we're, we're friends with everybody, yeah. but uh, we want to get the gospel out. I, I, uh, I do whatever we can. I saw something on your website uh, about that certain people are not welcomed in your church. Mm, yeah, that's sure. You know what that's, would that's what would Jesus course, yeah. what, what would Jesus say about that? Where certain members of society, for one reason or another, are not welcomed to, yeah. to hear His word. Well, no one said that people aren't welcome to hear His word, but if we we got families and children mm-hmm. here, so if there's somebody comes in here that we know is a pedophile or something. But what happens if they want to rep- What happens if that person who may be a pedophile or may have some other criminal criminality uh, behind him mm. wants to come to your church and repent? Well, then that's uh, not not something we're opposed to. But I mean, we just make it really clear that if somebody is coming here to groom or you know stalk children, then they're going to be uh, not welcome. Yeah. That's, that's, okay. that's I think responsible, Rob. I mean. Kids come first. Right? Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But so we make uh, that really clear because we're we're in Toronto and there's a yeah. lot of that here. So we just make it really clear that if somebody's coming here to to target children or to, to groom them, yeah. then they're gonna they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be exited. But that's that's the point. Well, I think we that really should, I think that should be everywhere. But right. I, but so I, I but really I mean a church. Here, you know, yeah. somebody comes to the church. They want to hear the word of God. Maybe they were touched by an angel and they they heard yeah. the call and they come to your church for yeah. for repentance. They're welcome. That's, okay. that's for sure. But gotcha. uh, as soon as as soon as we figure out that somebody's here as a predator, 
then yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be told to leave. This is a membership. How would you how would you how would you membership? How would you figure that out? How would I figure what? Yeah, how would you figure out that they're actually you know? Well, it's a situation that you you have wisdom and you listen to people, and mm-hmm. obviously there's police records. That's, that's yeah. certainly part of that too, you know. So well, I, I, I understand that the, I understand that there's police yep. records, but do you run all your parishioners through a police check? No, only okay. only when I think that there's a, a reason to suspect that uh, there could be a problem, and that's that's a matter of a discretion. That's all. It's a, it's a soft skill that's hard yeah. to quantify, but when, when when you sense that there's an issue, you're an officer of the law in, in the past, so you know. Yeah. And, okay, you check you check something out when you have a hunch, and you yeah. know, hopefully. You've, you've saved a life when you do it. So we're here to we're here to make a, a family-friendly environment for kids and families to, okay. to, to learn the Word of God in a peaceful place. So we want to protect that as best we can. So okay. yeah. So some people some people are going to not be welcoming. I think you'd probably understand that. I, I do. I understand it. But if yeah. somebody wants to come to a church to repent, I don't know. I find oh, that yeah. yeah. You get you get space for that, but you know it's it's okay. Uh, uh, sooner, I, I, sooner or later, you're going to find out you got a, you got you got something ugly on your hands. You but know, you but have to how do you feel? You know, would a person who is a drug addict or involved in the trafficking of drugs, human trafficking, mm. or or yep. who's a who 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 is a member of the criminal element, would they also get the boot? Oh, of course not. I mean, nobody gets the boot right away anyway. You, okay. It's a, it's it's not there's no formula, Rob. I mean, the, you know, a church is led by yeah. a pastor and the Holy Spirit. And we just kind of uh, when we sense there's a problem, mm-hmm. we we deal with it. There's a couple conversations, and then okay. if there's uh, you know repeating a, a, a pattern that uh, we feel dangerous, then we'll we'll make it clear that Makes some sense. people are not welcome to come back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like a browbeating. Uh, I see. Kind okay. of thing. Bill, let me ask you the question. Yeah, you know, uh, let me ask you this, Bill. Yes, sir. If this UFO or these yes. sightings of UFOs are God's vehicle and or vehicles. You know, the angels are now mm. flying around in UFOs instead of using their wings. Why, and in a world of turmoil, a world of doubt, a world that needs saving, why doesn't mm. God just land, have his UFOs <laughs> land all over the place and say, listen, you schmucks, you're blowing it. I'm here to take over. <laughs> I thought the same thing myself, Rob. You and I can sit down and complain sometime over yeah. a, over a cold drink. <laughs> so why well, does yeah. why doesn't he? I don't have an answer for that, man. I, I don't I don't live in God's brain. Like I can I can only deal with what what He does, and the you know he, someday when when we see the bigger picture, I'll understand why He does what He does. But until then, we're just going to uh, deal with the cards that he deals across the table, for lack of a, a better metaphor. Mm. So that, that's all we have at hand. We just we just believe that God is sovereign. He's doing what he's going to do. I, he's God. I'm not. Right. So what what he does, I deal with it and try to my best to understand what's going on and I have the Bible to guide me as to what the mind of Christ is and the best I can. And you know, we, we sure there are a lot of things we don't understand. And sure there are a lot of things. That, man, if I was God, I yeah, I do. But here's the newsflash. I'm not God, okay? So <laughs> probably you noticed that. I don't know. But, I'd be good looking, but I'm not God, right? But, it, but, is, <laughs> but, isn't the, but isn't there anything in the Bible, since the Bible is the all-knowing Word of God, to explain why he hasn't made himself known here on this planet or why he doesn't do something in these dire times? You know, we're still waiting for Jesus Christ to make his second comeback. You know? Yeah. So, well, we have, how, about a, how about a book... Uh, a, a giant book called the Bible. That's a pretty good revelation of God's mind, right there. Yeah, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't give us answers. But oh, but you don't believe it. Oh, okay. So you think maybe uh, God says, okay, if you don't believe what I already said, why would I show you anymore? Maybe He's saying that to you, Rob. I don't know. I mean, you're a good guy and all, but I mean, if I was God and someone said, here's a God says, here's a book. I wrote it. Will you believe it? You say, nah, I don't believe it. Okay, but then why would God bother anymore? All right. So why does? All right. Let me ask saying. you. Let <laughs> me ask you this. <laughs> Whether it's Rob yeah. McConnell, who, by the way, I am a Christian, number one. Okay. Number two, number two, number two, why doesn't he help those who do not question his word, question his authority? Why doesn't he feed the hungry? Why doesn't he cure the sick? Why doesn't he make it rain where water is needed? Why doesn't he do other things that could actually help the people who are in dire straits right now? I don't know. 
You don't either. Does he, has God nobody knows. has has God given up on the human race? No, I don't think so. Because well, he's one. Here's one small, very obscure proof. Okay. He's still got these things flying around that he's made. But so we don't. Going on. We don't know. He hasn't moved away yet. But you see, we don't know if, in fact. That these are the vehicles that God created, or are these the vehicles that the the the, the, de, the devil reverse engineered? We don't know. Thank you. Very good. It's, you're right. I think that God's God's version of it are also around, but the devil's got his reverse. Thank you for that vocabulary. Reverse engineered version. I think they're also available and they're in the world. But uh, uh, what's happening now, Rob, is that you're seeing an increase of these vehicles because there's a body of people that God has put into the world called the 144,000 of the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah. Uh, these, these, are, these are people that lived in the Old Testament who were virgins uh, that uh, met certain qualifications that at the point of their termination on, of life on earth, they were snatched away by, this, by God in this vehicle. God snatched these people, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. He put them on ice. So that they could return to life on earth again in the Daniel's 70th week, which is the last seven years before the kingdom of God uh, begins on earth. And that's what we're in right now. We're in Daniel's 70th week, the seven-year period that precedes the second coming of Christ, where Christ comes to reign on earth with a rod of iron and do all the things that bug you that he's not doing yet. He'll do it then, okay? So, But the seven years prior, that is where we are. And during this seven-year time period, mm-hmm. God has loaned the keys to his car to these 144,000 real, true Israelites of the 12 tribes, for them to, because they're back on earth again, they're going around learning English, they're learning how to work iPhones, they're learning modern technology, so that in the second half of the Daniel 70th week, when they are actually going to be engaged and put to work, they're going to be at war, and they're going to be able to effectively conduct that war with the Antichrist and the beast system, because they're taking the first three and a half years to, to kind of go to and fro and learn what's going on, and, and uh, mm-hmm. Satan's trying to find them and hunt them down with floods of waters in Saudi Arabia like last year, but, but God is keeping them preserved. They've given, they've given two wings of a great eagle. This is the UFO technology that they have access to, <laughs> so they're, they're able to do what they need to do to learn and get right. caught up to 20th century. 21st century technology. So once the Antichrist uh, enters the temple and calls himself God, then the rapture takes place, the Christians are removed, and the 144,000 become the the representatives of God on earth, and they're going to be a major war with the Antichrist. And the, But it's going to be uh, fun to watch. But that, that's what's going on. They're, they've been given, they, God's loaned them the keys to his, and given them a few copies of his car, <laughs> and they're using that to, to conduct, conduct uh, uh, affairs in this world to learn to, to do the, what they need to do to get ready for this great conflict that's going to take place in the last half of this seven-year period. So, when do you think crash course, Rob? When do you think this is going to be, Bill? Well, the, the Daniel seventieth week is a seven-year time period that started last January twentieth, when the peace deal that Jared Kushner uh, wrote, uh, authored under the tutelage of uh, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That was released on January 20th, right after. So, so that marked the beginning of the seven-year time period that we are now in. Uh, so we're obviously over 18 months into let, that. Let me ask it, you. It's going to last seven years. Okay, yep. let me ask you this, Bill. How come yes. different men, members of the clergy, like yourself, have different interpretations of when this is going to happen? Who are we uh, as, the, as the lay yep. people? How are we as the lay people? How do we believe any one of you, if you guys can't get the date right or agree on the date. Well, no, no one's putting a hard date on anything yet uh, because you, you can't do that until you get closer to it. But, you know, it's our job to study the Scriptures. The Bible says study the Scriptures yeah. for in them you think you have eternal life. So we're studying to show ourselves the fruit of God. So All right, Bill, I hate, I hate to do this, Bill, but I've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you for joining us. And ExoNation, if you'd like to find out more information about our Ooh. guest this hour... Oh, boy. Uh, his book is thetuningfork.com, and uh, the website for his storefront church is trinitybaptistchurchtoronto.com. I'm going to play you a song here, ExoNation. You know what I think when I you hear this song, don't you? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something. When I asked about the chariot, that God created 
if it was the same chariot that we're seeing in the allegedly seeing in the video footage that everybody's talking about one has no heat signature the old Bible uh, craft have heat signatures I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break you know what I'm getting at you think about it for a second how can it be the same when they're two different craft we'll be back don't go away another one bites the dust. Hey, we're gonna get you to another one bites the dust. 